you had a skin problem. Yeah. The, Tell me about your skin. What my was skin was like reddish and it had like little cracks in it and they were like white on the cracks and stuff. And Was that your whole body? Yeah, my whole body. And I could like peel some skin off and stuff and like under it there would be like a little bit of blood, kind of. Wow. Can you imagine a generation that says, I am the generation that's going to have the manifestation of his faithfulness? There won't be one person in that remnant that's going to go without. Welcome to Miracles today, and I have got a very special friend here with me. Hey, Jonah. Hi. How old are you, Jonah? Uh, nine years old. Right now, you're nine years old. Mm-hmm. Now, tell me about um, uh, what happened to you. You were sick. How old were you? I was, uh, I think, maybe four or five or six. And, and tell me all about it. Well, like... Um, I was having a hard time sleeping because I couldn't, like, every time I got into, like, a good spot to sleep, I thought it was good, it would just feel really uncomfortable. It felt like a rocky mountain every time I slept there. Now, is that, and that's because you had a skin problem? Yeah. The, Tell me about your skin. What my was skin was, like, reddish, and it had, like, little cracks in it, and there was, like, white on the cracks and stuff. And was that your whole body? Yeah, my whole body. And I could, like, peel some skin off and stuff. And, like, under it, there would be, like, a little bit of, like, red stuff. Yeah. When you pulled it off, off it was, like, blood, kind of. Wow. And, and, and what about your hair? Uh, my hair, it was, like, getting all sticky and stuff. And, like, it was, uh, by the time, the day that I had my miracle, it was, like, pieces of hard sticks. So your hair, did you, all your hair fall out? Um, like a quarter of it. And, and, and so what happened when you would go to take a bath? When I went to take a bath, I would go in and I would be like, okay, let's just get this over with. And um, when my mom would spray me down, it would feel like uh, cobra venom spitting in your eyes. So, like, your whole body would, would... It would be, like, stinging, and I would try to run around and try to get away from it because it was so painful and stuff. Yeah. And then would you actually be able to take a bath? I, I was really scared to, but, like, every time I did it, it would hurt really badly. And, and I mean bad. And did you pray when you were in the bath? Yes, I kept on saying, like, I plead the blood over the blood of Jesus all over me. I plead the blood of Jesus on me and stuff, but it would keep hurting, but I would get through the bath without, you know, fretting or something or just freaking out like weirdly. Yeah, and, and then when the, tell me about trying to sleep at night. When I would sleep at night, Could like, you sleep on regular sheets and stuff? No, I couldn't. I would have to sleep on like, like the softest sheets that any store had. Right. When I slept on, like, a non-comfortable sheet, 
it would feel like I was sleeping on a rocky mountain and rocks were jabbing up in my head. And when I slept on a uh, normal mattress, it would feel like a little bit better. So were you in pain all the time? Yes, all the time. At school, I would scratch myself and I would feel really like weird and I would, you know, like I would like get a lot of energy and I would like tingle around and stuff and I would be not paying attention because, and the first day I went into school, like I wanted to cover up my face because I thought that everybody would think that I was ugly. Because of your skin? Yeah. And then you, and you, you talked about like um, sometimes it would ooze? Yeah, sometimes like, uh, like sometimes in the middle of the night, like my skin was so infected that like sometimes little balls of pus stuff would grow on my face and like my arms and stuff and every time I like popped one like green ooze would come out and every time like I tried to get dirt out of my nails yeah it um it would bleed right that's how bad it was wow and how many years did you have to go through this I think maybe your four is it four I think it was, I think I was four during that time so it lasted until like five or six, so it's two or one year. Yeah, so so maybe four, five, six around yeah. there. Yeah. Well, listen, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna take a break right now, and then we're gonna come back and find out how you see this handsome little boy sitting here with absolutely no problems with his skin whatsoever. So stay tuned. Welcome back to Miracles Today, and I'm here with Jonah. Jonah, can you tell me how you got healed? Yes, I can. Um, when I was, um, I think it was six years old at the time, we, um, uh, I was going to sleep one night, and I prayed to God a little bit before I went to bed. And when my mom came in to tuck me in, I said, Mom, I think tomorrow is going to be the day that I get healed. And... So the next day I wake up and the only thing I slept in was sheets because if I had a regular blanket, it would itch my skin a lot and that would cause the skin to peel off and that would make it bleed. So anyway, I was um, uh, waking up and my dad came in and uh, the thing that triggered him to come in was Jordan saw me first, my sister, and she went, Oh my gosh, Dad, get in here. So he came in here and he said, Oh, Jonah, we got to get you in the bath. And I said, Okay, that's fine. Let's just get it over with. And so I went in there and I got the bath, r r water running, and my dad said, Look at yourself in the mirror, son. I want you to see something. And... I looked in the mirror and I saw myself in my pajamas. They were sticking to my skin like glue. And I was just in a lot of pain. There, My skin was like brownish black red. My skin was like really like mixed in and it was peeling off by itself. And my ear started to have ooze come down the back. 
and I could break pieces of my hair off like they were like little twigs. And anyway, I saw myself, and when I looked at my forehead, I saw a big ball of pus. It was like big green pus. And I jabbed at it to try to see if I could get it off, but it just stayed there, and it went bing, bing. It just couldn't come off. So, and I was so disappointed at myself that I started to cry. Oh. And I was really sad because... I thought that I, my skin would have been cleared up. But anyway, I went in the tub, and all of a sudden, when in the middle of the bath, I was running back and forth, screaming, I plead the blood of Jesus over myself. It was when I started laughing. I started laughing and rejoicing, and it didn't sting anymore. Aww. It just felt really nice. It felt like a, a normal bath. And was that the beginning of your healing? Uh, yes, that was my healing. And so from there, then your skin just... There then, my skin was just um, perfectly white. And, um, oh, Dr. Harfouche had said, like, when I went to church one day, that I would get a word that my skin would clear all up. That you get new skin. And Jesus gave you new skin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, right now we're going to go and we're going to go to Dr. Christian Arfouche, God's prophet of performance, the founder of International Miracle Institute, and hear him preach and teach more about faith and miracles. Everybody shout faithful. Okay, here's faithfulness. All you have to know about the definition of faithfulness and God is this. He's faithful to do what he said he will do. Here's, here's what differentiates between faith people and just people. Because people say, God is faithful. Yes, amen. Well, do you believe that God wants to heal everybody? Well, I just don't know what God wants to do. Well, do you believe God wants to heal you? Well, I'm not sure. Well, do you believe that he forgives all your iniquities, heals all your diseases? Here's what it says. Well, yeah, I know it says that, but I don't know if he'll do it for me. If God said it and he doesn't do it, he's not faithful. Let me rephrase that. If God says it and he doesn't intend to do it, he's not faithful. So if God intends to do it and we're having a problem receiving, it must be our perception. It can't be his faithfulness. Our receiver, <laughs> our receiver, is is got to be ignited and 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 it's got to be enhanced because if he said it, he must intend to do it. Amen. Amen. Can we go one more? Yes. I want to show you something about the uh, world of God. In Second Kings, 
in chapter 6. In 2 Kings in chapter 6, we see the account of uh, the king of Syria wanting to literally ambush Israel and the king of Israel. And so he plots to get him. And he hears that he's going to be somewhere so he positions his military to ambush him. But Elisha gets a word of knowledge. And he tells the king not to go that way. And he doesn't go that way. So this thing happened a number of times. Not just once or twice. But this thing kept on happening. So that the king of Syria said. Called a meeting. Got everybody together. And said now who is working for the king of Israel. Who's leaking out this information. See somebody's living in the world of God. Are you here? When you live in the world of God, you can't get ambushed. When you live in the world of God, you affect the destiny of a whole nation. Just one prophet. He was totally frustrating the enemy. Can you imagine 400,000 miracle workers? Can you imagine a generation that is fully persuaded that his mercy endures forever and that he is faithful to all generations? Can you imagine a generation that says, I am the generation that's going to have the manifestation of his faithfulness? There won't be one person. In that remnant, that's going to go without. If we can get everybody in agreement to believe it before they see it. If you believe it before you see it, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 12, he said, he, he, he tells them. In verse 12, he says, one of his servants said, none, my Lord. He said, nobody, my lord, O king, but Elisha the prophet that is in Israel tells the king of Israel the words that thou speakest in thy bedchamber. And he, and he said, he tells him to go spy, find out where he is, and grab him. And so they go and they find him. And Elisha's servant wakes up early in the morning <laughs> and goes out and he looks and there are chariots and horses everywhere. And Syria has come 
and he knows it's the enemy, and, and he is sure this is it. We're, we're, we're going to die. What are we going to do? Verse 16, Elisha answers. What are those two words? What are they? Shout them out loud. Fear not. <laughs> Fear not, for they that are with us are more than they that are with them. Now, if God is faithful to all generations, the math is still the same. The math is still the same. Are you here? There are no new demons and no new angels. So the math is still the same. If there are more with them in those days, then there are more with us today. Miracles don't just happen. No, they don't. And, and with uh, um, the young boy, uh, Jonah, Yes. at the, the top of the program, um, you know, I saw him um, when he lost all his hair. I saw him Absolutely. wearing a baseball hat. I saw him when his skin was falling off his whole body. and He was in tremendous pain, and the, the family was going through a tremendous time of trial and trauma. And that young boy uh, and his parents got a hold of the Word of God, Yes. and God gave him brand new skin. Yes, he contended for his miracle. Yes. And, and uh, what a beautiful uh, boy. Isn't he? A so, so cute. Completely uh, uh, different. Yes. Um, no one would, can even imagine the, 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 the difference yeah. in his skin, in his... Uh, look in what God has done. Yes. But what you said is true. Uh, miracles, although they are supernatural interventions in the natural order of things, uh, they don't just happen. Right. Some of them are sovereign. Right. They happen, you don't know how, right. you don't know why, right. and they happen to a skeptic they even happen to an atheist or an agnostic. Right. But a life of the miraculous right. cannot be lived and enjoyed without understanding how to cooperate with God's power that's made available to us. And that's what Jonah got a hold of. You know, and you know what I was thinking about? I'm sorry to interrupt you, Christian, but I was thinking about that one miracle in Hollywood where that woman, um, remember she came up, she had a tumor? Yes. And she was scheduled for surgery. Yes. Do you remember yes, that miracle? Yes, yes. And she was scheduled for surgery and you laid hands on her. Remember that? Now, yeah, I remember distinctly it was during that time when the Lord um, directed me yes. to locate people. He said, when you minister my word and uh, in certain cases ask people if they're failing to receive. Right, right. And my power is available. Ask them if they believe I sent you there to heal them. Right. He said that to me in those words exactly because it would be easier to say, do you believe God sent me here to pray for you? 
and there's a lot of prayer going on. But when you say, do you believe God has sent me here to heal you? The average uh, Christian mind or religious mind would think, wait a minute, you can't heal me, only God can. Yes. And although the healer is the Lord, yes. yet the healing vessel, the man that he's anointed, right. is, is the person God has commanded right. to go heal the sick, cast out devils. Yes. So I laid my hands on that woman. I remember distinctly the mm-hmm. power or the virtue bouncing off of her. Well, see, this is, this is interesting. And, and, and she was not receiving. Uh, you know, you're talking about the power and the virtue, right? Yes. Coming out of your hands. To heal her. To heal her. But see, this is what International Miracle Institute teaches you. I mean, we've met actually pastors across the land, you know, in nations that have never, ever since the power of virtue leave their hands for a miracle. And the Bible said they shall lay hands on the sick. So I I just want to insert that because, you know, not everybody has that. Uh, understanding or expectation that the residents, Christ in you, the hope of glory Mm -hmm. would flow, not that we need to feel it, but when there is a tangible anointing for miracles, there will be a point of contact where the healing virtue will go. And it bounced off of her. So took my hands off of her and said, do you believe God sent me here to heal you? That's when she said, Uh, The doctor said it can only be removed surgically. And long story short, Mm -hmm. when I asked her, do you believe God is able to heal you without a surgery? She allowed him. And when she went to the doctors, they couldn't find a trace of the tumor. It was the size of a five-month pregnancy. But you know what? They not only could not find a trace of that tumor, but where the tumor was, there was a a little, like a little scar inside when the doctors went in and it's if Jesus left it there to say I took that tumor out it was such an amazing witness to the doctors and everything but you know miracles don't just happen and we can't spend our life waiting and waiting and waiting we've got to be aggressive with our spirituality and that's why we bring International Miracle Institute to your home so that you can be aggressive with your spirituality make the move today if you need a miracle or you want to be used in the miraculous you want, you want to understand yes. the things of the supernatural become one of the 400,000 miracle workers join your faith with ours that we will have a network across the globe of people that will all be saying the same thing and will be believing the same thing for the final harvest because these are the last of the last days and we have to join our faith together to bring that harvest in and we'll see you again next time for more happy endings and new beginnings